0: everyone, welcome back to another episode of Movies That Whip. I'm Gooey, joined as always by Adrielle. How's it going, buddy?
1: It's me. Uh, I'm doing great. Um, Hell yeah. There's a little bit of jackhammering outside my window, but yes. I, 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 I hope that it's, you know, I can, I'll, I'll take it out in post. None of you will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: noise reduction tool is it's pretty good. Yeah, solid. It,
1: it saved me a couple of times for sure. <laughs> oh, there's
0: a little, little peek behind the curtain, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all we're also audio engineers here, one of our many talents. <laughs> we're audiophiles, actually. <laughs> there's um, so many
0: audio issues that I like feel like I still have and that I'm like, in I don't know how many years now of like recording my voice and stuff, I'm like, why haven't I figured out? like, ho- how to get around this, or, like, how to fix this. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't I say like... that at the beginning of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You have a
1: pedigree now. People know that you've, you have a, a pretty robust body of work, so oh, it's okay yeah, to yeah. <laughs> admit that. You you know, it's all right.
0: <laughs> it, I just, I, you I... know, I don't want to be, like, I, you know, you know, one thing I, I hate is, like, going to see a band and they're, like, they they make a little too many jokes about how they suck to the point where it's, mm-hmm. like, okay yeah now I just like think you suck like totally. so I don't I don't want to be in that t- uh, category
1: absolutely I went to a like a a pop-up which is a pop-up like wine bar situation which you know is always going to be kind of a disaster because like no one knows what they're doing but the guy who and this is there are like people I know which is why I went but the guy came up to us and was like hey uh we have one special and it's like an oxtail thing <laughs> um that I I just threw together and I put it on a hot dog bun <laughs> and he said it like so disparagingly like i said it just now with like even more grace than he did he's like just something that's on a hot dog bun
0: yeah the way (laughs) you said it sounded like it would come off it that's the trick is sometimes bands that do that confidently and it's like oh that's that's fucking cool like they don't give a shit if they suck ass that that means they rock like Mm -hmm. um that guy that's how that guy sounded when you read it was like like, yeah, I'm just, I'm a fucking expert chef, but I put it on a hot dog bun because yeah, I not Yeah, like, give it, a fuck, it doesn't, you know? it
1: doesn't need to be on anything. It can just, it can even be awesome on a hot dog bun. No, no. He said, let me try to, let me try to channel it. He goes, he goes, uh, it's just something I put together, um, it's just, uh like, it's on a hot dog bun. Um, so, yeah, that's the special.
0: <laughs> then that even pretty... if it's good, you have to be like, yeah, 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 it's so good. No, yeah. Don't, well, don't feel bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I told him. I was like, "Well, I want the hot dog bun thing because you, <laughs> you made a big deal about it." Oh, Honestly, God. that sounds
0: like the best way to to eat anything is on a hot dog bun. I think. I know
1: it was, and it was really good. It was actually so good. It was like the best sloppy Joe type situation mm. I've ever had. It was. It was really okay. delicious. It was. It, it had. It was indeed on like a potato bun, like a hot dog bun. <laughs> so he was not lying. <laughs>
0: So, we're talking about, we're talking about movies today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> there are no hot dogs in this movie and no hot dog buns either. Well, maybe. No, there's a sandwich. There is a sandwich, but that's it.
0: What type of sandwich?
1: There's a sandwich at the beginning at the cafe. She makes just mm. like a cheese and butter sandwich. Okay. <laughs> and get, it's like sort of rash, like war okay. ration food.
0: Spo- spoilers here. Spoilers here. We're talking about. Uh, the 1947 movie *Out of the Past*, um, direct. Oh, I, I'm going to butcher the director's name. Should it, yeah. should I say it? Jacques- That's it. Ja- Well, I I read that it's like um, the Americanized version is Jack Turner, and I think if you mm. just try to say it with a little French vibe, then you nail it. <laughs> so Jacques. Jack- Turner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> jacques turner jack
0: yeah yeah there that you nailed it um
1: i did nail it i really did um yeah he's french he's french but clearly was a french he's, guy he's a french dude he's a french dude um uh in uh yeah this movie came out in 1947 um mm-hmm. if you listened to the last episode i Chose this yes, I wanted to watch a film noir movie cuz I'd never like really watched one. Um and so this is like the first one that I've really seen, you know, uh like p- purposefully, you know.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, this is where th- this is where I'm even like uh well not it this is not surprising actually, but we've we've just talked on a lot of episodes. We've been a lot of a lot of movies we've covered have been in sort of like, you know, the honestly just the years we've been conditioned to watch movies from you know like Mm -hmm. as we're growing up you know and it's been you know even stuff where like like a lot of stuff we're discovering and like I um yeah it's just like I know a little bit here and there about older films but I'm I'm no like film expert or anything like that so this is like has been cool because now I feel like we're branching out and it's like I mean we've done this before but you know this becomes a little bit more of a like a a learning experience for us
1: (laughs) yeah well and it also I wasn't I really like didn't know what to expect because film noir like the genre has been re uh just like replayed uh Mm repurposed and it's just like I'm now more familiar with the tropes of it than the actual heart of yeah. what this, like what the <laughs> genre is. And the, what it is, is I, I'm going to, I'll come out and say like, th- this is one of my favorite movies that we've watched. I was, oh, awesome. I yeah. was so high on this movie last night. It was, it was so, oh, it was so good. It was um, not at all. I don't know. I was sort of expecting it to be boring. I mean I think that that's because like it's an old movie and I just like remember like watching black and white movies as a kid and thinking they were boring, you know. Um and it's this is like one of the most beautiful visually, the most beautiful yes, movies yeah, I've absolutely. I've ever seen. <laughs> um it's just unreal and the 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 acting is like I don't know I was su- I was surprised by how dated so much of it was. I mean of course I wasn't surprised but I was surprised that even though it felt like it was from another planet or another world, that it was still so uh, it it still felt so approachable. And it still like, it really like all of the, the whole story really landed with me, even though it was stylized in like this way that made it feel like it was from, you know, Mars or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love the different, yeah. Like the different ways of like stylizing human expression um yeah <clears throat> i yeah i, I yeah i, I always i said this at the end of our last episode but like um i really yeah want to like always get away from that idea of like oh it's an old old movie like it's bore mm-hmm. it must be boring um mm-hmm. <laughs> or just in in everything in, in like the like all the podcasts I do where I talk about movies or games or whatever and and uh like the implication of like oh do, when people are, like uh does does this still hold up or whatever like i i get the i get like what the expression means but it also comes with this implication that like or, or like uh, especially like in movies we talk about like visuals they'll be like oh the visuals like still hold up and i and i like it has this weird implication with it that like we're at a place now where like the average movie or game or whatever that come out comes out like looks better than mm-hmm. everything like the average whatever from X year, you know? Like obviously there's improvements and but a lot of that just leads to different changes in presentation and style. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it, it it's not like a forward line of <laughs> progress I don't think where it's you
1: Definitely it's definitely is, not There is in a lot of ways
0: obviously <laughs> but it's it's just weird to always frame it that way like like yes. that's that's the only way to talk about it um mm-hmm. I meant like I mentioned to you recently like I I brought up like a, like not even that old of a movie to a friend uh a classic film though uh get, that's actually a modern movie it's, which it makes it even crazier and and the first thing they said to me was like oh does that still hold up i'm <laughs> like what are you talking mm, about like yeah. why is why is that the conversation you know like right right <laughs> that's yeah that's the only way to think about the movie i think for well, some people you know and
1: especially because like i uh like it's it seems clear to me that like so many movies now especially like there are some amazing ones. Like, we both just went and saw Killers of the Flower Moon. Unfortunately, we didn't see it together, but we did see that it was, separately. Yeah. Um, and that movie is uh, unbelievably good. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I mean, there's... And there's also, you know, The Marvels out right now. And I'm not going to shit on The Marvels, but, you know, there's movies that are... It looks like, like
0: ass, though. <laughs> I mean, okay. Every <laughs> shot in the bad. trailer is, like, the most... It's just the most ugly thing. And I'm like, this is supposed to be, like supposed to be this is based on like a cartoon, you know, like what's going on here? I'm not saying like color also doesn't just make but you know what I mean. It's just the most it's wa it's horrible looking. And I was like Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. This movie we're talking about looks better than that by a long shot. By a (laughs)
1: by a country mile. There's no color in it. (laughs) From nineteen forty seven looks gorgeous. This movie is un real it's so (laughs) fucking beautiful and they're not doing like crazy things they're just like shooting it really really well like back to basics like because Mm -hmm. it's black and white they do like beautiful amazing things with light and shadow because that's all that that's all that vision is you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's they're not like breaking the mold here but they're just doing it really really fucking well and it like it was a movie that while i was watching it i was like understanding why other movies like look shitty i was like oh this is like it's so well done and it's so clear how beautiful this is that like other the movies, fundamentals <laughs> they just other movies just like look muddy like they look uh-huh. shitty like there's no like there's no lines there's no contrast there's no like empty space like it's so like every single shot is just yes it, it's just unbelievable yeah. <laughs> It's so mm-hmm. oh it's just like
0: that's, amazing that's, that's a that's a you know i mean it's important for i think pretty much all movies at this time, but you know it's a that's a big element of uh uh film noir obviously is the mm. is the like lighting um the the vibe is uh right slightly markedly different um from other movies at the time, uh, I I feel weird being like here's the info about film noir. Like I, I'm sure you do like work. I I like this feels like for some people like this is not news to them. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm now I'm doing the band thing of like
1: you're doing the band thing. <laughs> okay, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I didn't know. I I mean, I didn't know very much about film noir. Again, I knew like Grim Fandango and like L.A. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. that and kind I, of stuff.
0: Well, that's, and that speaks to, like, the influence that it still holds. And you go back and you watch these and you're like, yes, like, you understand. Not just, like, you said why, like, things look a certain way, but you just understand, like, why the this type of, like, writing and presentation has persisted, like, even today. Like, you see, like, that's, I guess, what I mean by, like, oh, does this hold up or or stand the test of time is that it's, like, Mo like most of these films we're judging that way are like they are what movies are still. You know what I mean? So it's weird it's It's weird. It's like
1: we the implication is that like it's been iterated on and improved upon, but it hasn't, I would argue. Especially definitely not in this not yeah, from this yeah. film like that you can't do it better than this. Like it's th- this is the best that film noir is ever going to be. You can't make it better. Like it's this is it. So, yeah, um, it definitely holds up, you know.
0: Rewinding a bit. I there are a couple um film noirs that I have seen um on my on one of my previous podcasts. I just I just want to shout this out. We did an episode uh, on, uh, it was on backtracking where we would compare something mm-hmm. from Star Trek to a thing it was influenced by. And um, in The Next Generation, uh, there is, you know, this holodeck uh, character that Captain Picard likes to uh, to portray after reading many uh, fic- fictional novels from the 40s. But he's really into mm-hmm. this series of novels called, um, with the character Dixon Hill. And so there's a couple episodes where he portrays Dixon Hill on the holodeck uh, and kind of gets to live out his noir fantasies. Mm. Um, And there's this specific first episode where they're, like, first toying around with it is one called uh, The The Big Goodbye. And it's based upon um, these old novels by Raymond Chandler, which I also ended up reading a couple of them for that podcast. Like, so Raymond Chandler... Uh, and a couple other people wrote these, these books that first, like, film noirs were based upon, uh, like, earlier on in, like, the, in the 40s, you know, they're very contemporary adaptations, um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, Raymond Chandler wrote, uh, a series of noir novels, and one character that he often would write about is this guy, Philip Marlowe, who's been adapted into a bunch of movies, um... Famously played by Humphrey Bogart, uh, who was also in the Maltese Falcon, but, uh, those included like the big sleep *The long goodbye, which Star Trek, their episode was called the big goodbye. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I had some, like I, this was like about a year or whatever ago. And so I watched, you know, a couple of these Humphrey Bogart movies. Um, I watched some more modern, um, Marlowe, philip Marlowe <laughs> movies also just mm-hmm. for some fun there's actually one that came out last year with uh liam neeson called Marlowe that i want to watch but anyway cool i've dipped all that all that is to say i've dipped my toe in a bit and so i, I was very excited um to get a chance to like expand beyond like kind of one one character like one writer story that <laughs> has one character Portrayed by mm-hmm. you know the same actor, uh, you know what I mean like I I was like oh like I want to expand, you know my knowledge yeah. of the genre. I
1: definitely feel like I want to watch other ones now after seeing this. How did this one compare to to the ones that um, you've that you've experienced?
0: So they they all so, um, I could be I could be off base here, but so like, uh, you know they all they all have this element right of the um the femme fatale or whatever and Mm -hmm. and that happens a lot in them where it's like you know actually like the the woman is using like her cunning you know Mm -hmm. to kind of outsmart the men and and do something and um this this is actually a finer point about this movie but this movie there in all of them there's also these big kind of um romantic elements to it like you know, this big sort of um i don't know yeah it's just very like this romantic element and this though the movie felt very you know it was like it it like verged into like feeling more ro- like a romance type movie comparatively compared to like other ones where it's a, like the romance is key there but it it always has like like um this, it's the same here where there's like a darker undercurrent to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this felt like there was just a lot more of... I guess because, it you know, it opens where they're, like, in this idyllic sort of vibe, and then, like... But then even when he's flashing back, it's, like, also a very, like, oh, this is so romantic and all that stuff. Whereas, like, I don't know. Yeah, compared to the other ones... Like, in this one, I guess, the at the end, it leaves you with, like... It's a little bit... It feels compared to the other ones, even more, uh, ambiguous as to, like, what some of the characters actually feel, because I feel like I was even more convinced by, like, the, uh, the love and, like, romance that they portrayed for each other on screen, if that makes any sense.
1: It does, yeah. Whereas in the other ones,
0: I was like, oh, they were, like, they, 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 they definitely have feelings, they definitely have feelings, and, like, they're definitely in love or whatever, but, like, like she is, in, in like, certain ones, like, oh, she is, like, keenly manipulating the situ- situation, whereas in this one, I felt like you could read it a lot of ways, and you could, I think, yes. read it up to the end that, like, she truly, like, loves him and is just trying to survive, you know, which right. I think that's an element in all of them, but I think this one really, like... like made me almost like want to root for even more comparatively you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I feel like there was um like this wasn't really what the story was about like you could read it on its surface as being like you know I mean so the movie moves it like a breakneck pace like it's very very fast like and it's very um (laughs) uh it's it's maze like you know like it goes very very quickly um and you're kind of like wait who's who's with like who's double crossing who like what's happening but not in a I mean and it feels purposeful for you to feel a little bit like swept up in it like that that's no accident you know um Mm -hmm. but like you but because of that I think that and because the acting is so well done and because it's written so well like the whole movie just has these incredible they're not one-liners but just the dialogue is just like it's just it's funny it's witty it's um it's sort of opaque i mean it's just it's so well it's like poetry it's written so well um and because of that and because of the acting like the the cast of characters like plays off each other so well that you're you're never they're all jockeying for for power and control and to have the upper hand like the whole movie mm-hmm. and so it's it's a little bit like unclear of like what their motivations actually are and and where they actually um like what they actually feel you know um because so often they're trying to just like you know use each other as a means to an end um and i i found that to be like really really compelling as i was watching it and the fact that it's like an older film, like, I, I, there is also an element of, like, you know, is this, like, a, what's the way to put this? Like, you know, when you watch or read old things, like, and you're like, am I supposed to feel bad for this character? Because I don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, just because, like, the time was a little bit different, and, like, you don't have all the historical context, and you're like, am I supposed to like them? Am I supposed to hate them? Like, I can't really <laughs> tell. But that, um, I had a, a couple, like, just that occurred to me once or twice while I was watching it. But very quickly, I I, I don't think that was the case. Like, across time and space, like, this movie, like, it wasn't, like, um, it wasn't playing off of, like, 1946 contextual things that I wouldn't understand in 2023. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, it's, I don't it's think like so. accessible right now. I think, like, having some of that context is helpful to know generally about, like, you know, I, I was thinking about it in particular with, like, the femme fatale character. Like, I was like, this movie happened, like, right after World War II. Like, this is, mm-hmm. like, it, it's not necessarily set, you know, World War II has nothing to do with the plot mm-hmm. or anything, but, like, um, it yeah. does that's so that's like some pretty meaningful context like in terms of who these characters are like the darkness in their past you know like a lot of people like coming back from war and you know of course like females being like you know having worked and now are kind of like a, a little bit feared in a way that they like weren't before because they like mm-hmm. have they, ha- they have these jobs and like i think that um that's a lot of like what the femme fatale archetype kind of is playing with is this like fear about like being replaced, you know? Um, so I don't know. I think that that context is important, but it's also it doesn't feel um, it doesn't feel uh, impenetrable imp- impenetrable because of that. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah. No. That well, it's it's almost like there's there's a certain things like that in and and it. I guess that connects to like does it hold up type thing too, because I think people often think about it like well like. I should be able to like condone most of the actions of the protagonists, like, and not feel like squeamish about it. But I think, um, and I think different movies like look different ways when you look back on them. But I think it almost like, I I think it like one. There's there's two things about it. One is like it, it um can change the way you think, like the the story can be interpreted and i don't think that's necessarily bad even if it's beyond the artistic intent like of the author you know what i mean like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, okay sometimes that works actually like a character who maybe at the time they meant them to be sympathetic when they're not or whatever like that doesn't necessarily discount it but two what's cool about it is it it is a window into it, this is like a fancy way of saying like oh it was a different time but it really is like it's like a window into like the psyche of the time you know and so yes. I, I think there's definitely value in that even if like things about it make you uncomfortable which this movie yes. really didn't have for me mm-hmm. I, I get like there there is some of that where you start thinking about like yeah the implications of the of where people were but it didn't have anything for me where i was like like oh this is objectionable or whatever totally
1: you know? <laughs> yeah 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 like it's there are you know of course like movies where you're like Ooh, don't like don't like that you know this movie didn't have any of that for me like i felt like all mm-hmm. the characters were treated with respect and like all of, i don't know there was just nothing you know and and of course there are things like like we're saying at the time that like aren't objectionable or are just sort of normal or whatever but like this movie just didn't have any of that, which I which I also think is sort of interesting, right? The fact that it like, like talking about held up, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He-
1: you know, that well, is it, something that has held up. <laughs> and you and
0: you mentioned like the pace too. Like that's that's another thing of like and I I did I have done a handful of movies from the 40s and like 50s on over on backtracking, which it was like that was cool to like g- you know, mm-hmm. make my, make myself, you know, have an opportunity to do that. But we uh, we talked about the ones I mentioned and like um, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still was one that really stood out to me. Ca- Casablanca. All mm-hmm. these movies are so like breakneck paced. They're so exciting and propulsive. And you're like, mm-hmm. and I think people just think of like maybe one boring old movie they saw once or they had to watch <laughs> once that was like two hours long or something like these movies are all like 90 minutes, like bam, bam, exciting. Like these, uh, like they, yeah, they're not, I don't know. I don't know what to say. They're just very exciting movies. I think that there's
1: an, there to me, um, because it's, um, it, it required like a special kind of, of like rigor to watch a little bit because I, um, like, you have to pay attention.
0: <laughs> like, you have That's to pay true, attention
1: yeah. to to what's going on in order to, like, really get the most out of it. Like, of course, you could just watch it and also be not really paying attention, and it would still be beautiful um, and exciting. But if you're really paying attention, like, there's just, there's so many twists and turns. There's, like, so many little, like, pieces of dialogue that, that matter. I mean...
0: Mm-mm. I mean in but, in the yeah. same
1: way that like I don't know Scorsese movies are 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 a bit like this too but like they require like a little bit more um you can't be as passive like it's not like a popcorn yeah. flick you I know was, what i mean
0: No yeah i mean it, it's like uh <laughs> it's like seven or something you know <laughs> I'm just thinking of like what's a modern thriller but like you know mm. it's it's like where yeah like if you didn't pay attention to that like obviously there's a lot of like shenanigans and who did what and stuff so it's like yeah you gotta pay attention i think um i think it's like people if you were doing that to a movie like we mentioned like a modern one if you weren't paying attention and you didn't get it you you i guess like i'm i'm trying to imagine like the main takeaway would just maybe be like oh, yeah, whatever, it was boring, I didn't get it. But, like, mm-hmm. if they were watching, having the same experience with that, it's, like, it's just doubled by the fact that they're, like, oh, black and white. And
1: exactly, you know, exactly. That's like, what I think there's, like, this... That's, I think, what the... It's boring. Like, I think that's what people... Like, that's what they mean, right? That's, like, if you thought Killers of the Flower Moon was boring because it was, you know, long and uh, took place in the Midwest in the 1920s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think that, that maybe there's, I don't know, there's something there about maybe that's why people think black, like old, old movies are boring because like, and also like, you know, I, I could see that like a movie that's not shot as well in black and I've definitely, I can't think of them off the top of mm-hmm. my head, but I've seen black and white movies that are <laughs> not shot like this, that do look, you're like, what am I even supposed to be looking at? Like, I'm kind of,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like even one of my favorite Christmas movies is the nineteen 1940- 47, 1951. I don't know. It's a it's a Christmas Carol movie. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: It's, that's and it's awesome. not the
1: super old one, but it's the like one from the 40s or 50s. And I love that movie. It's like I watch it every every year, but it's like not shot super well. you know. Mm. Like by comparison, you're kind of like, wait, who, what are they like? What am I looking
0: at? It's also and too, they're... probably like the, the preservation is a big part of it though, too. Like, cause yeah. some of those like, like we watch that one every year, and it's it's on like a DVD that is like a, probably a rip of something else, and it's you know mm-hmm. like that that just like over time, it, like I don't know. I I guess I don't know specifically about that movie, but that does happen a lot too. Where like sometimes the best way to watch it isn't like the most preserved too. So yeah, things are even more like m- m- muddy, I guess you know.
1: Right, right. I feel um I I will say that the thing that the the one aspect of it that I I genuinely didn't like as much was the music. And it it's hmm. it's the classic, you know, score of the time, you know, where it's just like this heavy like orchestral mm-hmm. music that is like very um tonally avert I don't know what the word is but it's like it's just very obvious like this is a scary part this is a sad part just uh-huh. like, th- that's what the music is doing um here's suspense you know and it's just super heavy-handed um and I kept just thinking like just shut up like I just want to <laughs> hear I just want the scene to be I yeah without all this like this heavy noise I kind of
0: <laughs> eat that shit up
1: um so anyway that was the only thing that i was like i do wish that that was a little bit um i don't like wish it was different but like i i that was one thing i genuinely was like man i wish that this was different
0: (laughs) that's that's what really like i i like i said all the other movies that i've mentioned have this romantic element to it but that's like really those big sweeping romantic parts and it's like (laughs) i'm like yeah. <laughs> I get very I get very swept up in it, I think. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love the grandeur of it all, but I th- uh Yeah, I think th- I don't know. I think there's some some quieter parts that work well, but I I think I, I get what you're going for. Like I Yeah. I could see it. I could see it for sure. It's
1: just my it's just my own personal taste, I guess. That was yeah, that that was really the the main thing that felt like dated, really. Mm. Like the rest of it like obviously it's I don't know. The word I, dated imp- implies like that it's not as good, right? Again, it's that same thing, but like that was the only thing where I was like, okay, this feels like this is just like that's just how things were, you know. I
0: th- I think it's um that that might be one that like it just um I think compared to other things like it's such a it's at a very important part of the of the countless like parodies and mm. and references that like it's it be it's been used i think as like a marker of like this is like old and silly and and I think it stands out more so than like the other elements um mm-hmm. you know what I mean like i I feel like it's like the other things are you watch it and you're like well, that was over exaggerated, but like the music is very like it's very grand and i I think mm-hmm. they probably just use probably use a lot of the same music when they're parodying it you know
1: absolutely because <laughs> it just like already is like totally it's, it's goofy to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like pretty silly the way the well, music is like so overt when like the rest of the movie is very uh cunning and subtle <laughs> you
0: know? the, speaking of like um goofy I, I i don't know if goofy is the right word but like uh these these types of movies were considered like like B movies at, at the time like cuz hmm. you know you used to when you go to the movies you would get like the news you get some shorts and then you would get like two movies they mm-hmm. would just play uh stuff like that and these were considered these were often made as like the uh B movies for those showings so like hmm. even which is funny cuz we're talking we're talking about the beauty and the grandeur of it all and these were like This was like their, uh, the Marvels or whatever, even though that's like Mm -hmm. the one of the most expensive, probably a really expensive movie. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, if this is viewed as like, not the, the more, the main attraction, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. What was the, what were the main attractions? Is that a, is that a weird (laughs) thing to ask? But like, if these were the B movies, like what were the A movies?
0: Yeah. What do you think? What do you think out of the past was released with? Uh, I I like like what do you think it showed? Alongside? Maybe with like
1: a with like a historical drama. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't I because I can't. To me, it's like th- there were like really schlocky movies like at the time, like Jacques Tournier or whatever Jacques Turner <laughs> uh-huh. was like. I what a quick Google last night, but like. He did other horror movies that were like on like a shoestring budget, you know, and those mm-hmm. seem like those are definitely like B type movies. Not that that not I'm not saying that disparagingly, but like this one seems like it was like a higher budget <laughs> film. I think um, this
0: one was real. I could be wrong, but I, I think I had read something or watched a video that said this was uh, like one one of the more high budget mm-hmm. noir films at the time. Don't quote yeah. me on that, though.
1: Right. Well, it seems like it. I mean, there's like all these different like sets and all these different locations. They're like driving all over the place. That's, that's um, so, so beautiful.
0: Yeah, I'm like, uh, the whole time, I'm like, what are the, what are the A movies? Like, that's where I'm, I'm like an idiot about it. Uh. I don't
1: know. I don't know. That's what, but I, but you, you are right. Like, that's the, I mean, that's part of the historical, that's why they're like kind of a joke. You know, it's like these silly, Genre detective movies, you know that are, um, like that have just been like riffed on, over the ages.
0: <laughs> well, do you want to know what, what came out in 1947 that was? Yes, the... I, I
1: would love to know.
0: That <sighs> this is gonna be great because we're gonna sound like really stupid, like we don't know <laughs> any of these people. Well,
1: um, I mean, I don't think that a lot of people know. To give us a little bit of credit, like. Okay, <laughs> the that...
0: number. Because, well, this is going to be a thing, too, when we think about what are the pop, like, actually, you yeah, know, maybe Marvel's is the A movie, because if we think about what's the popular, like, thing, like, we're, these are probably going to seem, okay. The highest grossing movie of 1947 was Welcome Stranger, uh, starring Bing Crosby.
1: Bing Crosby was an actor? I didn't know that. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. I'm dumb. Yeah, see, I thought he was just we a don't musician.
0: Know. That, that domestic rentals is it rentals what it says six million dollars I think Whoa. out of the past made 90,000 well was mm-hmm. 90,000 profit I had read um, right okay n- number two the egg and I <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, googling this a the romantic, egg and I <laughs> the romantic <movie. laughs> comedy film um, starring Claudia Colbert Fred McMurray and Marjorie Main. Okay, so all right, um, Unconquered, a historical adventure film. Oh, starring Gary Cooper. Life with the Father, a comedy film. So it's like you know, it's comedy. Um, we got an adventure drama. We've got Road to Rio, starring Bing Crosby <laughs> again. Again, um,
1: he was having a big year.
0: <laughs> well, so here, check out this list of top ten money-making stars. Number one, Bing Crosby.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Bing Crosby, Betty Grable. Actually, I feel proud. I've heard of every person on this list. I've heard of them or seen a movie. Betty Grable, Ingrid Bergman, Gary Cooper, Mm -hmm. Humphrey Bogart, Bob Hope, Clark Gable, Gregory Peck, Claudia Colbert, Alan Ladd. Those are the money makers. Yeah. We're smart. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're we're way <laughs> off topic. Um, but okay. Well, let's talk about the stars then, because mm-hmm. this is another. Actually, I, I'm be honest, another case. I I know pretty much everyone in the movie, but I'm like, yeah, I don't think I've seen any of their countless, um, highly regarded films.
1: Yep. Same.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's. I guess. Um. The person I'm like most familiar with um is Kirk Douglas just because he he lived such a long life like like mm-hmm. I remember th- just things about him because he was alive when I was alive and yeah, like, yeah. St- and and obviously his son and everything like so he I think continued to be more a figure you would see or just hear of casually but um right he was he was incredible in this movie. Um, he had such a, like, what's the... There was, like, a a weird, like, friendliness to him, like a likability, but totally. also, like, complete, like, demon energy at the same time. Yes! Oh, it was so
1: good. <laughs> I was like, I know dudes like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> demon energy. Yeah, that's right. That's well, totally it.
0: Like, he's, like, a handsome guy, and he's got a nice smile, I think, but also, like, you, if you look him in the eyes, like... He will like steal your soul or something.
1: He's fucking unhinged. Like, he's, uh, like, but he's so, he's so friendly and kind of underplays. It's just, yeah, he does, he's great. And him and, um, uh, the main character, Robert, Robert Meacham. Robert
0: Meacham, yeah.
1: They, uh, like, they just, it seems like they didn't like each other in real life. Like, that's what the, that's what the oh. vibe was of the, of their, I was like, like you The guys Rock are- and Vin Diesel? You guys are, like, stepping on each other in, like, a in like a great way. It was, uh-huh. I was, like, this is... Maybe they're best friends or maybe they just fucking don't like each other. Um, and we'll, we'll get into this in a second, which is... Uh, or in a, a while, which is about the smoking, which was, like, so crazy in this movie. But... Oh, um, I've got
0: a quote about the smoking. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> There's one, like, line in it where they... Uh, where uh, Kirk Douglas is, like, cigarette? So, like get to robert mitchum and he's like smoking because he already has one <laughs> it's just like that's like they're he's like smoking Oh, like i were it just it's the whole movies like that with their dynamic is like they're just kind of stepping on each other i i just thought it was great
0: i'll, I'll just mention the smoking thing now um it, <laughs> there was in uh i read let me find it sorry uh i find roger ebert's review of it mm. and uh he said the movie is the greatest cigarette smoking movie of all time. It uh, totally is. <laughs> um, he says a trick the trick, as demonstrated by Jack Turner and his cameraman Nicholas Mus- Musuraka. I'm sorry about that, but uh <laughs> is throw a lot of light into empty space where the characters are going to exhale. <laughs> when they do, they produce a great white cloud of smoke which expresses their moods, their personalities, and their energy levels. They were guns there were guns in Out of the Past, but the real hostility came when Roger Me- Robert Meacham and Kirk Douglas smoked at each other. Yes, <laughs>
1: that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so accurate. It's just, it was like they were, they were const- yep, that yep, that was the real aggression. I've never seen smoking used in this, way they're smoking in every scene. <laughs> in ev- there's not one scene without a cigarette in the whole movie, which is fucking rad it's so crazy it's it's so and it's so it's it's just done really really well it's Mm -hmm. clearly used uh cinematography
0: Um, but,
1: (laughs) but also you know with the characters too like And it's not just like to make them like look cool. Like it, it, it's like in it's a little bit romantic. Yeah, but it makes them look so fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like it's aggressive. It's romantic. It's coy. It's like there's a part where one of them is like huffing and puffing all pissed, and the other Mm -hmm. guy goes, "Have a cigarette, John. (laughs) Like calm down."
0: (laughs) It's what it's. It gives the film a lot of texture. Like I like. Mm -hmm. Like that's like. I like anything like that, or like I like a like a, a wet sweaty movie or, or like yeah. a, like a smoke you know more than just like like a flat movie like I feel like once you start adding in other elements, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just it's just like a great uh visual improvement, so we gotta bring yeah. smoking back.
1: Bring smoking back. <laughs> Quote us. Quote us.
0: <laughs> well, so Robert Meacham was also fantastic in this. And it's just another one who I, I, because I have all all my pals I know who are deep film heads who know all this stuff. And I mm-hmm. always see, oh, look, I'm watching freaking whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I sound, uh, what, what's the movie he's in? <laughs> I don't use he's in a ton, uh, Cape Fear. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um.
1: You're falling apart here, Goo. Yeah, but
0: anyway, just the face, you see a lot, you obviously hear about a lot as as one of these great classic actors, but then I'm, I, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was looking over filmography and I'm like, damn, I just, I've not, I've not seen a single one. Just another person I've totally aware of through cultural osmosis, maybe mm-hmm. Looney Tunes or something. You know, that's always yeah. where I go to. But um, uh yeah. It's,
1: a, it's actually funny because that what you mentioned, like his face, um, the the uh the the poster for the film, um, it's uh you know a a paint like a drawing of them, a painting. Mm-hmm. How how a lot of those um posters were at the time.
0: It's and awesome. it looks
1: nothing like him. I'm like that does not that is not what the, it's so unflattering. Like so markedly unflattering. He he looks way better than this.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: and so does Jane Greer. It doesn't even look like her. I was like is this maybe supposed to be a different woman in the film? Nope, it's Jane Greer. She's holding a gun, but like it, it's just I, it was crazy anyway. So stylistically
0: yeah, it's very cool though. I think it captures like yeah, certain aspects of his features, but yeah, you look at him and you're like, oh, yeah, he's like, he's w- way more of a stud and here he looks like way older. Um,
1: yeah, it also, it like the picture looks like the person drawing him had never seen him and then just got one photo of this <laughs> photo and was like, eh, it probably look like this and editorialized a little bit on his face. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'll shade, I'll shade this theatrical release poster. Let's see Take whoever spot
0: William Rose.
1: Oh yeah, William Rose. I'm sorry, William. I've, I, you're really talented, but man, that does not look like Robert Mitchum.
0: Um, I'm like now I'm like reading about him on the fly, and it's just so funny because it's like, I pull up a paragraph and it says his illustrations help define the visual conventions associated with genres of pla- classic Hollywood films, and it go and uh, it says. That his this poster for this movie typified the noir style. So this is like the uh, mm. the uh, iconic <laughs> noir poster. They're saying, I guess. <laughs>
1: Listen, it's a great poster. It does it just look cool. Look, it just doesn't look like the actors, that's all.
0: Oh, he did that classic, the Citizen Kane poster. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, enough Enough about the poster. Sorry, sorry, I,
1: sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I just, I had to bring it up because it was so weird that it looked nothing like him. But anyway, anyway. He is uh, more of a yes. stud
0: in the movie, and she's... She's so much hotter in the movie. Than yes, in the
1: it's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, it says she's... a lot
0: though. Her, her poster picture. She's kind of a babe too, I think.
1: Yeah, no, but she's she's like unbelievably cool in yeah. this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's,
1: but she's, oh, she's so great. So this is Jane Greer. Um,
0: yes. Who I, I I don't I don't think I'm familiar with it at all actually.
1: I had heard of her name. Um, just kind of like tossed around with like Mm -hmm. all the other ones, like Judy Garland, Jane Greer, um, Mm, I don't know, Betty Davis, whatever. I just sort of like heard her name tossed around. Who's the one who's in a Mommy Dearest? (laughs) What's that one? Uh, doesn't matter. Another, another (laughs) leading lady of the time.
0: (laughs) One of the classics. Not the person,
1: not Faye Dunaway, but whoever Faye Dunaway was playing in Mommy Dearest. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um she so again like how this genre has been like um iterated on over the years like the femme fatale like she just is so different than what than what that uh archetype has become i think like she is sort of i don't know she's she just is so much more complex Mm -hmm. and almost meek in some ways she's not She's confident in, in like this sort of quiet way, um, and but I don't know. I feel like this like femme fatale uh, archetype is like really overtly like oozing sexuality, and um, you know, oh, kind yeah. of like trying to. It's seductive, like trying to seduce people, and then you know what? Like, I I don't know. There's right. she just was so much more uh, human than all of that. Uh, and i just I, I i was so like pleased <laughs> i was so pleased with how intriguing she was because she was not actually what that archetype had led me to believe you know
0: she does she does a good job yeah of like it like really straddles that line of like because you could say like you could say yeah like she seduces him for sure like yeah like so i was re i was so i'm reading i was reading like the the summary before we recorded to like you know, refresh everything. and um, I was like finding myself like getting mad at the Wikipedia plot summary because mm. i I feel like it it like prescribed so much more intent to certain things that like mm-hmm. the movie intentionally is making obscure and and continues to through the end. and so i'm yes. I'm reading the um the summary, and it's like, and then when they met up, she seduces him, and they do this. And then later, when wow. he's fighting with the guy, um, it says she she intentionally, I think that's what they said, intentionally or whatever kills the guy. Um, is it intentionally? Uh, deliberately, I think is the word. Mm. Um, which and in all, or and then it even said, well, I'll, this is a different thing, but in in those types of moments, it's like you you can say, like, yeah, she did deliberately kill the guy, but it was, it was, like, you, you're also meant to read that as, like, oh, they were acting in self-defense, you know what I mean? Like, and, yes. you know, she, then she, do, she does develop this, you're supposed to, the whole time, think, like, yeah, she's also could potentially be scheming, but, like, it's, like, and you're allowed to interpret it that way, I don't think. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Right. I just felt weird reading the Wikipedia thing, and it was, like, basically interpreting... The characters actions that are deliberately totally. v- meant to be vague you know
1: <laughs> yes and i think that like that's the like the idea of the femme fatale is like they are it's very flat you know it's flattened into this like they are only out for themselves they are they like seduce men and then like kill them or steal their money and they are like totally heartless and like all this that's the fatal part you know um but she's not that. Um, I mean, it, the jury's out on whether she's heartless or not, but that's, like, the whole point, you know? And even if you... I, I was looking at, like, stills from the movie because they're all just, like, goddamn beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the still where she, like, pulls out the gun to, to to shoot the guy, she's, like, cowering, you know? She's, like, cowering as they're, like, fighting and the shadows are, like, playing across the room, like, right next to her. It's It's, like, it's so fucking gorgeous, but... She's not, like, planning to kill this dude, you know? So, it's, like, it's, she does kill him on purpose, but Mm -hmm. there's, like, so much, like, so much else in this movie. It's, like, pretty, it's open to interpretation, uh, what her, like, actual motives are, you know?
0: Yes, I think that's, like, the strongest thing about the story, Um, going all the way to the end, and... I, I, we haven't described at all what's happening in the movie and it's fine, but I, we're just yeah. jumped to the end. Um, because I, I don't know me may, and maybe I like misunderstood something, but I, like reading the summary, I was like, wait, like I, I, that's not how I read it. I read it mm. necessarily. Um, so the very last line they talk about uh she goes um Anne, who haven't, we haven't really talked about who's also um uh, also a pretty cool character but it was like sort of like in the framing device a little bit more than anything mm-hmm. of yeah. what the full story is but she's she's a pretty key character but she goes to talk to uh the kid i think they just referred to the yeah,
1: yeah i'm pretty sure he's just called the kid <laughs>
0: yeah um and uh so she asks him like oh it was uh jeff actually gonna run away with her in the end right like that's the question mm-hmm. she has and i think that's mm-hmm. i think that's the question we're supposed to be having like yeah. Why, why was he, was he doing this? Was she, was she doing this, like, out of, out of love? You know what I mean? Like, what, yeah. what's anyone's intention? And the mm-hmm. kid, and the kid just says, yeah. And, uh, then salutes, you know, whatever. And so, and I, and I'm like, but I don't think he actually knows. Right? Like, yeah. I think he's, my interpretation is he's, say, like, whatever. He, he's just saying, well, anyway, so in the, in the, in the recap on wikipedia they say the kid lying the kid nods his head I'm like do we know mm. do we know he's lying like does no, he
1: no i don't because there's no reason that he would know he would know either way i yeah i interpret it as like so the she's like is he gonna run away with this was he going to run away with this other person and I think that the kid understood that the best thing for her to believe was that he was so that she could move on. Yeah. You know, that's how I interpreted it, whether or not he knows. I don't think he lied. I don't think he knows.
0: Yeah. I don't know why that bothers me because it's really, I guess it really just speaks more to the kid's character because I agree with people who are people who say that they think it's because they think the kid is like thinking like that's what Jeff would want her to know as well um but it's like i don't know like yeah you couldn't that's what i mean is like you can interpret it this way but i feel like it's weird too like it Mm -hmm. it kind of does a disservice to the film i think to yes like definitively say that it doesn't read as nicely in a recap you know what i mean like it like because you're not being conveyed like you're really getting a lot of these intentions conveyed to you through the performances and mm-hmm. and stuff like that so obviously when you're reading it on on paper it doesn't like just a description it doesn't do it justice either but i think then trying to like make it i don't know trying to prescribe it based off of their acting i think is also weird too it's like yeah no, you just gotta I totally watch the movie agree.
1: <laughs> i totally agree and like it's not like listen this is not like rocket this is like just a just as pre- we described it, our dumbasses described it in like 60 seconds of like what the actual uh, nuance was of that final line. So you know, it, the, Wikipedia could be better. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's. I think it is like spe- I. This is actually pointing to something that I've been touching on a little bit, which is that like so many aspects of this genre have been flattened over the years of of you know, iterative uh, storytelling that is trying to mimic it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so much more complicated and generous and nuanced than I thought that it would be because, you know, you're just reading stuff like uh, you're you're just watching things that are I don't know, that are that are just archi- that are, are they're parodies of this, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it starts to become like well, that's what they're. That's what they're all like. Then you know.
1: mm Hmm. Yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah. like I read. Um. I. I just like. um Had like skimmed. Um. Roger Ebert's. Review or like one of them. Um. Because I think he did several, but. Uh. I think at the very like And he like says something. Yeah. In it, I'll just read this. The movie's final scene between the hometown girl Anne and Jimmy Jeff's hired kid at the gas station. Reflects the moral murkiness of the film with its quiet ambiguity. I won't. I won't reveal the details. But as Jimmy answers Anne's question, is he telling her what he believes, what he right. thinks she wants yeah. to believe, or what he thinks it will be best for her to believe? So you know, I mean, Roger Ebert is is a pro, but like he did it in two sentences. So you know, that's it's very clear that that's what's supposed to yes. <laughs> what yeah supposed to be left with. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, these dorks over at Wikipedia. Ugh, with their computer they, brains.
1: They suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I yeah, I I I'm, I'm really in- interested by like all of these the careers of all of these actors. So I guess they're all actually long lived, um but I I'd like to see I'd like to like come back and talk about some of their other films at some point, too.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I also, so I, I'm a big Judy Garland fan, um, mm-hmm. and she, I've seen, you know, most of her movies, and I I think that it's partially because I'm more inclined to, to drama and not to, like, musicals and comedies. <laughs> um, I think her best film is A Star is Born in 1957 or something like that, um, but... And that's because that's like a straight drama. But most of them during this time period, the 30s and 40s, um, are like kind of comedies and musicals. And, you know, none of them are shot as well. They're not written as well. They're not acted as well. You know, I mean, I, mm. I would be interested in like other ones that I think are, I love Judy and she's great in them, you know, of course, but like the, the, she's also just being like eaten alive by uh MGM studios and like the the industry at large like you know many people were at the time um yeah and it shows in her performances that she's like you know on like 18 different kinds of medications and stuff but anyway I digress the point is that I would like to see uh other movies that are uh that I am choosing to, to watch as opposed to just like part of Judy Garland's canon that it turns out are actually not movies that I prefer. That's not really what my, my taste is. Yeah. <laughs> my, t- my taste is more out of the past as it turns out.
0: I, yeah, I'm, I, well, now you got me actually curious about other parts of Judy Garland's career. Cause like, that's another one where like, you know, I, I know Wizard of Oz obviously. And then mm-hmm. I, um, it, this was much later. This is like in the sixties she was in that the the nuremberg movie and so she's playing like way she's in a small part actually but it's like mm-hmm. you know uh anyway anyway um yeah uh, you mentioned too like I'm, I'm i'm curious this sort of relates to julie Judy Gar- Judy garland i'm kind of r- curious as to things about jane Greer's career because like mm-hmm. I, I'm just like I'm again I'm just pulling from Wikipedia it says that she was discovered by Howard Hughes um mm. and was in a handful of movies and then um it lists a bunch of movies she was in uh for like 45 to 47 but then I want to know what this is <laughs> there's between there in the paragraph there's a sentence that says Hughes refused to let her work for a time when she finally mm. resumed film acting she appeared in. And then it lists some movies from the 50s. But it's like, mm. what does that mean? <laughs> what? Yep. What is the story there? I re- I'm really curious about that. And there's not even like a...
1: There's not. I'm looking at it now. There's not even a uh, source. Hmm. I bet there's a book on her somewhere here's that's that talks about There's an old
0: newspaper article from the time eclipse by stars Jane Greer quits studio and it's like i wonder what the full story there is too mm-hmm. but um yeah
1: yeah there's a t- like this this era was like so uh was so, and i think that at looking back like it's it's easy to like romanticize it a little bit but it was like really fucked up <laughs> like people were like really oh, yeah, like yeah fucking unwell like not in a romantic or cute or fun way like it was like really fucked up <laughs> so yeah like, well it's
0: and that's that's another thing though too. and this is not a defense of anything but it's like that's another thing where it's like the way we think about it implies that it's like fixed now <laughs> you know what i mean totally like, yeah no that's true That's <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't know about that yeah but yeah i mean that's this, at, there's some that's totally right yeah yeah i think that's that's I mean probably still a pro like this type of stuff still a problem like yeah, we sort of course. had the like there was like the Me Too situation and like a couple people got you know in trouble but it's like mm-hmm. not you you know what I mean you know it's like deeper yeah, yeah, yeah. it's way deeper and ingrained and, and that so that's that's just like a it's like a really sad thing i'm sure like anything you like you dip into it but that's just like a sad thing of like dipping into the history of like this thing you love and it's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. there's so much like horrible carnage (laughs) underneath Mm -hmm. it all yeah
1: yeah yeah and i think that like this um it's easy at least for me to look back on movies like um that are like film noir where the whole um that sort of you know, again, in retrospect, like, seemed to glorify this, like, lifestyle of of just, like, hurtling towards demise, you know, Um, where it's, like, what's the line he has where he's, like, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die last (laughs) Um, in this movie, but, like, you know, and so I think that there's this, like, element of, like, you know, the war was going on, and the industry was really fucked up, and, like, these movies, like, sort of, in, in my mind's eye, like, romanticize, like, all of the, you know... The imminent death, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in a lot of in a lot of ways, that was prevalent in society, but also just in you know the industry. I'm not trying to wax poetic here, but what I'm trying to say is that when you're watching you know musicals or comedies from that time, like that, it, it it's a little bit more um, ominous, I think, because you can tell <laughs> you can see that it's sort of fraying at the seams, but um, in these film noirs, it's just much more pointed. You know, it's like.
0: That- I do like. So sorry. What can you, you finish your thought? No, no,
1: no, no. I'm just going on. No, no. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, you made me think of like that era. It also it's also coming out of like um the Great Depression, and mm-hmm. so you had like I think I think everyone between what you said about people coming back and like like women are scary now um, mm-hmm. are, are like we were really on the, our way of life was kind of uprooted a little bit with the great depression and things like that. And like anxiety that's left over from that as well. I think, um, there is like sort of a, uh, uh, yeah. An anxiety in the movie an uncertainty that is conveyed, uh, pretty well. And I, and, um, I think that's, um, I, that was probably, that's something I think too, from some of the, some of the stories I read and stuff, too. Like, that's an idea that they really want to get across, too. And I, I think that's cool, like, the... I mean, that's something that still persists to this day of, like, the like the detective or protagonist who's just, like, a fucking mess, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I I yeah. do like that. But this movie, yeah. honestly, starts with almost, like, the, uh, the opposite of that, where it's like we're seeing his perfect, beautiful life, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of these that I've read start with, Ah, oh, it's, oh, it's fucking shitty. Life sucks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so well, this
1: movie, this movie whipped, in my opinion. I thought this mm-hmm. movie fucking whipped ass. It was so. It's just, I'm telling you, worth a watch. Really worth a watch. We didn't even explain like what it's really about, but you don't mm. need to know. Like it's just. Yeah. It's, no. Usually, sh- it's better to to just experience it firsthand, if any.
0: It's a tangled if web. If anyone's of mystery. listening
1: out there, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Hello,
1: <laughs> uh, is anyone out there? <laughs> uh, write us
0: if you're if you're um, listening. Actually, I'm looking. Our numbers are are pretty good.
1: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> I I know uh, I know at least a, a handful of people lis- listen to the howling. So I think uh, I think the um transfer to our own feed has has gone over pretty well.
1: All right. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um,
0: this is a great conversation. Is did we touch on everything you wanted to touch on about the movie? I think so. I think
1: so. I, um, I, yeah. I feel like we sort of did some editorializing about like American history and like the movie industry. But, um, man, I'm just so like pleased. I'm like, do I like start wearing eyeliner? and um doing my lips like this like, i'm just like am i like a weird 1940s fashion person now i'm not don't worry i'm not
0: <laughs> but i'm i was but it's thinking like, i was like
1: it's so, so captivating
0: i was like people don't wear uh trench coats anymore
1: uh yeah yeah you look like a fucking nerd cool shooter wear trench coat. i think well
0: unfortunately. <laughs> yeah
1: fucking a yeah you look you look really scary
0: so so i'm reading this book about doom and Mm -hmm. we know we know the the columbine kids wore trench coats or whatever and yeah everyone said like oh that's like from the game but that's not in the game like you're a marine you're you look like master chief or whatever i was gonna say yeah and and like we were watching a thing uh where they they brought this point up so i'm not the first to think of this but um at at this Microsoft presentation about putting Doom on Windows, Bill Gates wore a trench coat and was like in the game. So mm-hmm. I'm like maybe people associate it with that, but then I was I was thinking why was Bill Gates wearing a trench coat? <laughs> why did yeah. he wear a trench coat?
1: Maybe he thought it would I mean, maybe this is some holdover from the 1940s, thinking it was cool. <laughs> Just thinking, he looks fucking cool, dude. Is oh, he also he did. wearing a, like a fedora? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nope, it was his normal nerd ass look, and then he's got a trench coat on. <laughs> well, should we tell people what's coming next? Yes. Okay. Yes, well, we should. This, I, d-
1: I don't even. Know. You don't even I know. Don't know. This
0: has been the new the new. Well, this new format has worked out well. Not even a format. Yeah. This new style. Um, <laughs> Our shtick i i yeah i've i've liked this um we've discovered some great movies back and forth um so i'm going i'm actually going with a movie that i have seen um you know i won't i will get into all the my whole thought process here but i will say uh not not as a breakneck paced of a movie um it is <laughs> It's from the sixties this nineteen sixty nine, so I guess we've never done a sixties oh, movie, though I don't know it anyway, the movie I decide to pick, it has a little bit of Christmas in it, but it's not a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> is we're gonna we're gonna watch On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, Whoa star- That's
1: a sick title. <laughs> the title already whips ass, but I've never heard of this.
0: well, well it stars George Lazenby as James Bond so we're watching we're watching here we go (laughs) we're watching a james bond movie yes i'm
1: so happy to add this to the canon
0: (laughs) yeah uh this is uh yeah We'll, we'll talk about it in the episode but i i honestly like i i only saw this movie like like not that long ago in my life and i i absolutely love it though and i um I just thought it would be cool to watch it again. Also, side purpose, but we're... It's months off, but on Flashback 64, we're a couple months away from GoldenEye, and I'm like, hey, it'd be mm. fun to watch some some Bond movies in general. Yes, and it just, it kind of yes. checked, checked a lot of the right boxes. And it has some Christmas in it. No. um, uh, Not really a Christmas movie. And, to tie into this movie, I think it has um a very uh interesting female character in the movie that nice. stands out amongst uh the the franchise and the tropes of its own I guess you could say genre or maybe series so yeah yeah um yeah i'm looking i'm really looking forward to just uh hearing your thoughts about it uh whatever you think i'm i'm excited
1: <laughs> hell yeah I'm very excited. I I've, I mean, I've seen a handful of James Bond movies, but there are so many of them, you know, and um, I would like to I would like to see more. I think at the marathon this year, probably uh, Rod was talking about it. Maybe Sean. I don't know. Other people were talking about like some of the old Bond movies. And I was like, wait, what? There's this many and they are this yes uh broad in their in their genre you know
0: look i was i was a fly on the wall for that conversation and I, mm. someone said like oh you don't need to and i was like i i didn't fully interject but i, I slipped in <laughs> i slipped in some and this was what i was like wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, in my mind i was like what oh, hold on <laughs> um eject eject not that it's it's definitely not something that you should be that precious about but just as someone who's seen a handful of these like like there's there's some that i'm like i really want to like there's really some some cool stuff here like anyway oh yeah this is a cool movie i'm excited uh, all right yeah so that's uh that's gonna be our next movie on her majesty's secret service the only Hell yeah the only film Bond film with uh, George Lazenby did not do huh. a bunch, so I, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I was
1: gonna say I don't think I've ever heard of him.
0: I'll be curious to hear like all your thoughts on the movie, and I guess this guy, you know, is. Um, we'll get into it more, but I'm I'm really I'm excited.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, um, this has been great. I'm feeling uh, feeling alive after that movie. Hell I feel yeah! Like. It was good for my brain, you know what I mean? Like it's just a movie oh, that was like, that's like, just felt good, good to watch, you know? Oh,
0: yeah, I want to. That reminded me of something. Uh, I mean, <laughs> one more it. thing. Um, it if it, it, it feels good. It feels it's like it does feel good for you to watch these and just like it reminds me of. This is more about the Oscar type movies with um mm. that uh you know, is a very vague term but people kinda criticize and this is not one of them, stylistically, as we talked about, but uh there was a whole conversation about those types of movies. And frankly a lot of like the big ones they pick are, are kinda shitty, but like you know, the wider range of like movies that aren't like a comic book movie. Um there was mm-hmm. a whole discussion about this. I remember on the Daily Show there was some clip that went around of Trevor Noah saying like like, yeah, you don't dominate cool movies. Like, you nominate movies that are like eating your vegetables. And it's like, well, yeah, vegetables are like delicious and good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why when you said that, I was like, this, you feel good. I'm like, yeah, this is like, this is like eating a delicious stew of veggies. It's yes. <laughs>
1: was like eating just like, a, it's like just eating at like a nice or just a restaurant that you're like, damn. I deserved that. I didn't want to have Subway again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: it's like actually it better it's all around. It's
1: delicious. <laughs> Cuz not only is it
0: more entertaining, but it's it it's, it feels better when you're done. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, th- this is a great this is a great app, great combo. Mm. Um Yeah, I'm excited for our next episode and everyone stay cool. Stay cool. I hate surprises myself. You want to just shut the door and forget it?